for all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Tuesday to you guys. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Hey, you're on the countdown for Christmas, so you got a few more days, uh, actually four. And if you're a last minute, maybe a little four and a half days to get those last-minute gifts in and whatnot. Uh, but nevertheless, you guys are in store for a special treat this evening, you guys. We have... Special guest, award-winning composer, owner, and um, producer, and director, Elvin Ross in the building this evening, you guys, and he is going to be joining us, and uh, I know you guys are excited. I am. Um, If you guys um, have followed this man, he has been involved um, in the music composition for quite a few um, of hot shows and plays that all of us are familiar with, so he's going to be talking about that today. We're also um, going to get into his um, new documentary. He's uh, put on the director's hat uh, for this film. So we're going to be talking about Kute Kente Island coming home without shackles. Uh, So we're going to be talking about that and more during this broadcast. As always, I encourage you guys, feel free to call in if you've got a question or a comment. For Elvin, you can do so. Uh, the number is 347-326-9139, or you can go and download our mobile app. That's YRN 1328, available on iPhone and Android. <clears throat> for you guys listening pleasure out there and so we're not going to delay any longer we're going to bring uh the special guest of the hour on here so he can tell you all about himself and more elvin you there hello how are you elvin you there i'm doing great how are you good thank you for having me today Absolutely, definitely my pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time out your busy schedule to chat with me a bit this evening. Oh, no problem. No problem. I'm excited to be here with you today. Absolutely. So for the folks out there who may not know, and if they don't know, they might have been living under a little rock or two, but tell the (laughs) folks out here, who is Elvin Ross? (laughs) You know what? People don't have to know me. I'm one of those guys that stay behind the curtain often to make things happen. Like it's I am that way, a support huh? production. It's cool being back there. It's not a problem. <laughs> no pressure, listeners. <laughs> it's all good. No, but Elvin Ross, you know, I am a Christian. I'm a believer, and I am yeah. also a composer um, by the gift of God, as well as new uh, director for filming. I am very excited to be able to talk about the things that we're doing now uh, with you guys today, and um, that's that's the overview of Elvin. Wonderful, wonderful. And, of course, I know uh, for a lot of people, including myself, um, how did you get um, into this? How did you you step into uh, this journey of creating such what I call Man, fantastic uh, musical compositions for um, great plays. A lot of folks uh, who definitely um, are Tyler Perry plays. Uh, we know mm-hmm. uh, so the man behind the scenes <laughs> is that um, with you. How did you get into this? Uh, what is it about composing music that draws you in? And when did you first discover that? 
Wow, that's a great question. Um, you know, I was brought into, I used, I, I, I grew up playing music in the church. You know, okay. um, I, I was always my mother's a pianist, and she was also the choir director and pianist for the choir. So I used to play along with her, and okay. um, I, I, I. I started playing um, around town, and um, I started playing for a church in New Orleans, and that's where I met Tyler Perry. And Tyler left mm-hmm. New Orleans and moved to Atlanta to, you know, um, start his career in playmaking, you know, and theatrical right. productions. And um, I moved to Atlanta um, to better my career because I had a desire to do um, theater as well. And we actually started working together on his very first production, which was called um, I Know I've Been Changed, way back in 1996. And we met up at a church, and he was like, man, you remember me from New Orleans? I was like, absolutely, I remember you. It's like, will you come play with me in my play? You know, I was like, cool, you know. And um, and uh, uh, that was on a Sunday. That Tuesday we were in a meeting. Then the following week we were out on the um, on the road, and I actually had to step into the uh, – the, the direct, uh, director of music chair, um, and we, Tyler and I, completely wrote, um, rewrote a whole play, uh, all the music and, and and everything within a week's time, and um, we've been together ever wow. since. This is our 20th year anniversary. <laughs> wow! Yeah! Wow! Yep, amazing! Yep, yep. Uh, absolutely uh-huh. amazing! <laughs> And, and that's what you call uh, definitely a, a friendship and a great work relationship uh, to be able to be in the company of someone for 20 years. Uh, you, you don't hear that too often, so that, that is a great uh, aspect as well. And for you, um, with this and in this, um, going through the whole process um, of selecting the that, that great music, uh, for things that you're involved in, how do you how do you go through that process? Um, I know a lot of people um, sending questions, wondering, do you um, listen to some of the plays or the movies or read the scripts before you actually uh, create uh, the musical composition behind it? Well, yeah, every genre is different. Like with the plays, right. you know, um, Tyler may have written a script, and he'll either we'll either get together and um, he'll write out the lyrics and sing me a little bit, or sometimes he'll sing it on his phone and send me a voice note. Um, And we'll just, you know, chisel it out that way. Um, Because, you know, the plays is something that's, that's, that's very dear to Tyler. And he's, he's aware of the emotions that he's trying to evoke. So a lot of times Mm -hmm. we work very closely. We we work closer, closer on the plays than any other production. And for TV, um, you know, he will uh, the production team over at Tyler Perry Studios will send me um, the shows, and then um, I will watch the show, and then just you know score it from there. You know, I watch and score as I'm as I'm watching, and um, and the films are pretty much the same way. It's just all different processes, but um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very tedious process. <laughs> very tedious. <laughs> I would have seen. I definitely would assume so because you definitely want to make sure that you you have the right fit, you know, for that emotion, for that 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 period of time that's happening um, in that particular movie or film. And so for yeah. you, what what is that feeling like um, to know uh, that different parts? Of the plays because I know for myself, my my mother, especially when Tyler Perry first hit the road doing plays. We went to so many Tyler Perry plays uh, constantly. Right. I'm like, okay, Ma. and so it, she always, and that was the first thing that drawed her was was not only the awesome acting <clears throat> um, by the actors, but the music mm-hmm. behind it. And so for you, yeah. how, what is that feeling like uh, to hear, you know, how how people feel or how they they felt during different parts of the films because of the music behind it? Well, it's very, very rewarding because, you know, when you're working on these productions and you're trying to mm-hmm. um, interpret the, 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 the feelings and the emotions that, you know, Tyler is trying to set, and it's my responsibility right. to deliver the musical interpretation of the emotion, um, it makes me feel really, really good that it has affected someone uh, the way Tyler interpreted it to to do so, you know, so or envisioned right. to do so. So it makes me feel like we won, you know, and that, you know, in all Tyler's plays and, and movies and TV shows, normally there is some type of 
um, learning experience. So a lot of times, you know, music helps carry that um, mm-hmm. that, that that theme across. So, you know, it's very, Absolutely. very rewarding for me and, and, you know, encouraging at the same time and lifts me, and, right. you know, to, to, um, to, it just feels really, really good to hear that. So thank you. Absolutely. A- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I know for you earlier in the, uh, a little while ago, you just mentioned you being a man of faith. Um, yeah. How important is it as well? Um, because I know overall with, with his film and productions and, and plays, we always get that moment uh, throughout at some point, whether it's the beginning, the middle, or the end, uh, where we get that connection, where we form that relationship uh, with God and bring it back to the center. And so how, uh-huh. you know, how important is that for you as well to be able to deliver that type of message uh, within film? Because nowadays, uh, you know, uh, people feel all kind of ways about including religion and spirituality uh-huh. um, in movies and films and music. And so how important is that to you personally uh, to be able to be able to put those aspects um, inside of the music? You know, uh, it's it's. I have to realize that you know Tyler was chosen, and I was chosen to do the same thing with mm-hmm. Tyler. You know, right. And so, so it's very important that even in my faith, and then Tyler's, you know, he's very clear about you know his faith as well. You know, we we, we both right. align with what we believe. So it's easy for me to 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 work, um, in in that capacity, and it's easy easier for me because I. I understand the messages, so I know that the, right. the tone that needs to be set. You know, you know when he's he can say one word, and I know what he means. You know, and and the delivery of it. So, you know, it, it's 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 very important that you know when you're working in these capacities that you know you can have any composer come in and do the work that I do, but to have the sensitivity mm-hmm. to be able to deliver what Tyler is looking for story. So, you know, um, right. you know we align very well and, and, and we're in sync, you know, so it, it, it matters much that we both are believing the same thing and believing the messages as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And uh, Miranda from Chicago, Illinois, she wants to know, mm-hmm. let's see here. She wanted um, to know um, how long does it usually take you uh, to create um, a, a, a musical composition for the various plays or scenes that, that take place throughout the movie? You know, for the plays, Miranda, a lot of times um, I'm coming in at the tail end once the, the cast is finished I'm rehearsing, they've learned their lines. So the last thing they have to do is put a song. Um, and you know, put songs in the to the play and, and block that out. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, my time is limited uh, with that. You know, sometimes it takes me um, maybe three or four days to do a whole score for a play. Um, wow! And teach it to the band, teach it to the singers, yeah. and and yeah. you know, and work out the t- you know technical sides of it. You know, it's not a bunch of time. Mm-hmm. And you know, Tyler's Tyler's um, Tyler's window of time is not as great as um, you may find in other places because of his um, right. it's a well-oiled machine so you know and then again yeah. you know we're we're in sync so my you know we, I don't necessarily need as much time I would love more time mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I normally do about three or four three or four days you know <laughs> Okay. Yep. All right. Awesome. Yes, and uh, let's see here. Sean from Florida wants to know, which, which this is a great question as well, uh, what has been the most uh, difficult um, musical composition that you had to create? Which was What was one that really gave you, you know, a run for your money and really took you a little time <laughs> to, to get together? <laughs> a run for my money. I think that was a Diary of a Mad Black Woman play. Um, that was before the movie. Um, that was that was a difficult one, only because um, Tyler was uh, endeavoring to present something greater than what was before. So his everything mm-hmm. changed from the sets to right. the, uh, the, the the scripts to the the, um, the voices, the level of talent that he was using, and uh, and he wanted a different uh, type of music but still grounded, you know, and so that became mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. a different approach. And um, so I believe Diary of a Mad Black Woman, the play, as excellent as it was, was one of the, um, 
more difficult ones. And um, we did very well with that play. And a lot of the songs from that transferred over into the movie as well. So that was very, yeah, very yeah. Um, rewarding for the both of us. Yes, and I think that play yes, alone so. brought a lot of um, emotion <laughs> out of everyone who watched it, it um, because you, yeah. you you felt like every different aspect um, of emotion that I think that one could feel, you know, uh, seeing mm-hmm. different things happen um, throughout mm-hmm. that and so forth. And so, uh, <laughs> I, I you know, I couldn't imagine – uh, creating, and I always wondered, you know, I always wondered if the crew um, got wrapped up as well in the plays. So sometimes, like, did you guys find yourself, um, you know, feeling that that true raw emotion um, from, you know, what the actors brought to life in the play? Uh, not so much the emotions, but the comedy. We, I mean, it was yeah. almost as if we were watching it for the first time every night. I would laugh like <laughs> it was my first time at the play. And I would laugh so loud, Tyler would just from the stage look at me like, why are you laughing? You see this every <laughs> But it was so great. I, you know, I love doing what I do, you know, so it was, it was just yeah. a pleasure for me to be there. But, and I was just excited, you know, just to see the journey. So uh, not so much the emotions of the drama, but definitely the comedy kept mm-hmm. it alive for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. And yep, yep. if you guys are just just joining us, you guys, we are on with Elvin Ross, you guys. And if you have a question or a comment, if you're already on the line, you can go ahead and press 1 and we'll bring you on. Or if you're out there listening, you can call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. And for you, um, Elvin, when, when getting into this, did you have any idea um, that years ago when <clears throat> you and um, Tyler Perry first um, collaborated that his 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 masterminds of, of creating these films and these plays um, and now television series would take off in the magnitude in which it has. What's very interesting about Tyler is um, when we were connected early on and and and, and we were sharing dreams among the both mm-hmm. of us, you know, he was very clear, like he was. He would confess, you know, I am going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be this person, this is what's going to happen. And he confessed all the way until he got there. So it's no surprise, as surprising as some things are, you know, I shouldn't be because (laughs) he confessed it. He prepared himself as well as others for it. And if you didn't believe, and I was crazy enough to believe with him. That's why I was like, okay, he's crazy. I'm just going to be crazy too. I'm going to believe you're going to be crazy. They would be crazy <laughs> together. Yeah, so, you know, I'm glad I was crazy back then because, you know, now he's a great person and I'm, I still, I'm still allowed to be around and his loyalty is great and I'm um, glad I was crazy too. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to um, ask you, um, being uh, uh, you know, involved when it comes to music. Um, how have you seen music um, in general change um, over um, the last 20 years? Well, in my genre of, of, of play and theater and TV and film, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. with the theater part of it, um, you know, when we first started out with theater music, it was it was very, very heavily laced with the music the plays were right and um, right. you know it's very you know broadway driven in the beginning as well and as mm-hmm. the character of madea grew i mean you know we, we did less music because you know people wanted more madea than they did music you know and, and right I, we, we watched the plays get greater in comedy um and and less supportive music a lot of plays have to depend on, you know, song and, and, and music to carry the storyline mm-hmm. across. Um, however, Madea has a wealth of knowledge and, and, and wisdom that she shares that took the place of, of music within the plays, for sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right. um, I'm also realizing in TV, um, you know, we do a lot of, you know, Tyler's uh, perspective and platform with, with his TV shows are almost played out like a play. You know, there's a lot of music that's, 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 there's more music in the TV shows that I do than there is in the plays now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it just helps support um, 
and, and give it more drama because the his TV shows have a lot of drama. <laughs> you know? Oh yes, oh and, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and and music supports that, you know. So definitely, definitely, um, it, and it's all trial and error. It's all trial and error because you know you, right. you may start out one way and end up a different way so based upon what the uh, the general audience is, is 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 desiring, you know. And from one season to Absolutely. the next, the viewers dictate what's what's needed, what needs to be tweaked and changed. So, right. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And absolutely. we have um, a caller on the line from area code 510, last digits 9882. State your name and where you're calling from. Hi, this is Carrie. I'm calling from California. How are you today? Doing hey, great, Carrie. Carrie. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. So I am thoroughly interested in the whole scoring or musical aspect of the plays versus the television. And I mm-hmm. noticed that I know that you stated that you don't have very much time, but generally how long does it take to decide on your music selection and then execute it? And then how, since when you're performing live with a play, how do you account for any mishaps that could possibly happen or the timing being off? If that yeah, those questions make sense. Good, <laughs> Good question. <laughs> well, you know, being that, you know, Tyler normally circles back with a lot of uh, talent that he, he works with often. So, the, you know, what ends up happening is when, when we're doing this music, like these singers are, are um, veterans, if you will, of Tyler Perry Studio. So they know the system and they know how quick this goes, you know. So by the time they get to me, um, they've learned all their lines. So their, their main focus at this point is music. Um, so the singers may have, um, they may get two days, three days to, to, to comb through the music and really learn it and um, and be ready for the stage on that fourth day. Um, um, there's a lot of rehearsal that happens in these three or four days as well, you know, after the, after the uh, singer gets their music. Uh, and you were asking one other question. I can't remember what it was. Um, okay. How do you account for oh. – I'm here. How do you account for – so you said that they're professionals, so they're pretty much used to the way that it goes yeah. and what have you. But how do you account for timing being off? Um, human error, I guess, is what the question would be. Human error. If there's a mishap or something. Um, you know what? And that, that's one of the fortunate things about working with veterans. Um, that lip. <laughs> you know, they forget <laughs> yeah. some words or something like that. You know, <laughs> normally the songs are written specific for a scene, so it's easier for them to fill in a word if they can't remember what the line is. It's easy for them to fill in based upon what the scene is, you know. And, uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's that thing. But normally, you know, in, in, in most cases, you have several weeks to do music. And, you know, by the time that these actors hit the stage, you know, it's it's secondary for them to, to know the words. And, you know, mishaps, you know, rarely happen. But it does happen. And when they do, you know, you know, it, it's, it's just at lip. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Carrie, for calling in. We definitely appreciate it. Did we lose her? Okay. But, yes, you guys, if you're on the line, you guys, we are on with Elvin Ross. Uh, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139. And we're going to take a short break, um, but we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about um, some new um, upcoming um, projects that Elvin um, is involved in and all those great things. So we're going to take a little break, you guys, but we're going to come back more uh, with Elvin Ross right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, Take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2. 
and Conversations with Trench, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And this evening, you guys, we are joined um, by Elvin Ross, you guys. And um, before the break, um, Elvin, um, I mentioned uh, you had some um, new upcoming things, and I know that recently you took the time to sit in the director's seat uh, for a a new film and, and documentary. Um, entitled Kunta Kente Island, Coming Home Without Shackles. And so let's talk about this. Where did the motivation, inspiration, thought process, all those great things, uh, how did that come about uh, for this film? Well, you know, one day I was having lunch with my business manager, and he also represented the ambassador of entertainment for the Gambia in West Africa. And this gentleman, Mm -hmm. Mbake Diem, we're sharing with him that um, the president of the Gambia was renaming and reclaiming this small, tiny island off the mm-hmm. coast of Jufre, uh, where Kunta Kente was kidnapped. They were renaming this island to Kunta Kente Island, and uh, mm. they were uh, looking to shoot a documentary in it on it. I'm sorry, and you know he was like, you know, you should come in to this meeting that I'm having in a little while, and you know perhaps you can do the music for it. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. awesome. And so when I got into the meeting, um, they were talking about how they wanted to do the documentary, and I was like, no, you should try it this way so that the kids and the younger <laughs> generation can be able to adapt to it. You know, right. they were like, well, why don't you direct it? And I was like, no, nah, I don't direct because I am a kid, and I stopped myself. <laughs> I stopped myself, and I said, you know what, well, let me take a shot at it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Before I put my foot in my mouth. So yes. that's how it started out for me. I started out as a composer and ended up in a director's seat and as an executive producer. And uh, we've been very uh, successful with touring this, this this particular documentary around the country to universities and churches, and and uh, it's been very, very rewarding for us. And now we're, um, we recently premiered on PBS in Georgia. Uh, we recently did a, um, a, 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 a licensing deal with um, – Magic Johnson's network Aspire, and so that'll be on on a net, on TV um, next year in February, um, and syndicated across the country. So we're very very excited about that. Wonderful, wonderful, and, and yeah. with this um, film, because um, a lot of folks definitely, when it comes to the story and the history behind um, Kuta Kente, this is a, another that definitely brings up a lot of. Um, raw and, and deep emotion, um, just just based mm-hmm. off of you know hearing the story, <clears throat> and some of us who may have even watched you know some films um, pertaining to him and so forth. And so um, for you, um, how was it switching those caps from being you know from doing the music composition to directing? What was that uh, feeling like? Did, was it different uh, to be on the other side versus actually you know? just sticking to the music? You know, again, rewarding, you know, because I was in the environment mm-hmm. with Tyler so often, you know, again, right. always on set, just hanging out or whatever, you know, just me having mm-hmm. a relationship with Tyler, going into edit sessions that didn't have anything to do with music, but just hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. I, was, mm-hmm. I was privy to, you know, production. So 
it was right. just the most interesting thing to be able to slip right into that seat and, and, and function well in it. So I've got the bug. I'm excited about doing more. <laughs> you know, so you, you got the bug now. You you stepped oh, up to the yeah, challenge. The so you... <laughs> yes, I've been bit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And so um, for you, um, I wanted to ask you, what have you, yes, uh, what for you um, are some of your favorite um, soundtracks um, to different films? I know um, a lot of people oh, have wow. watched great films and movies over the years. What is Elvin Ross' favorite movie and, and favorite soundtrack? You know, I have several favorite composers, so I listen to a lot of their okay. music from their you know, films. Um, like Thomas Newman uh-huh. is one of my favorite. And he has a plethora of great films like The Help, um, American Beauty. Absolutely. And, you know, right. it just keeps going on and on and on. Then you have so Aaron Ziegler. Um, he is a composer for um, um, The Notebook, one of the popular yeah. movies that, that was out yeah. some time ago. Absolutely. So I listen to a lot of those scores. And, um, um you know, just to kind of, uh, I, you know, in my developing in my comp- as a composer, um, I listen to a lot of their music so that um, their spirit be, will be uh, in my music as well. So wonderful. those are my two favorites, I believe. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And when it comes to movies or films or documentaries, what are, what are some of your favorites as well? You know, I recently just watched Thirteenth by Ava DuVernay, an excellent, excellent yes, documentary. I, watched I think that everyone two should weeks watch. Yes, I watched ago myself. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's that's a great, great, great. It one. is. Um, it was. Um, and and everything Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> everything you can't go Tyler wrong there. <laughs> can't go wrong with Tyler Perry. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely, and I know that, um, especially. Um, and I don't know how much you, you pay attention to social media uh, but mm-hmm. or being out and about, but what is that feeling like? Because right now you have the have and the have-nots, which is yes. a spectacular show. And <laughs> I myself tried, I'm going to tell the truth, I, I tried not to watch it only because I got so wrapped up in all of the other <laughs> Tyler Perry shows. And so I said, I'm not watching another show. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to stick to it. <laughs> he gets you, man. He just gets you every time. And I got drawn in and I got pulled in. But what is that feeling like to see people, um, you know, get so wrapped up um, in uh, the films and even in the music um, that you provide, um, you know, to these different parts? That's amazing, um, you know, because you can work on something in, in your own little space and then all of a sudden it's everywhere and you're like, wow, I remember when it was just in the, in the incubator, you know, and, and, and everyone's loving it and talking about it and, you know, you have family members calling for, you know, let me know something, you know, I'm going to just just tell me something. I got this bed at work and if I can just... <laughs> If you could just tell me what's like going to happen. Like, I know you know. Like, tell me. <laughs> you know you know. You better tell me so I can win this bet. <laughs> so it becomes fun. It becomes, you know, uh, it's, it's really, really great. It's, it's really, really great. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, uh, we, and, and looking over it all, um, and you've done the, the films, and, and, and I know uh, a lot of people, uh, as you mentioned, Diary of a Black Bat. Mad Black Woman, <clears throat> Medea's Family Reunion. Um, mm-hmm. You also did the House of Pain as well, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and um, yep. uh, a boo, a Medea Halloween, which was hilarious. If you guys have not yes. <laughs> seen that film, you definitely need to see it as well. And so, for you, what are some other? Um, things that you would like to um, get involved in? Um, are there other um, other lanes that you would like to jump in? I know you just recently jumped into the directorial chair, uh, but what are mm-hmm. some other things that Elvin aspires to, to get involved in? You know, I would like to be a content provider for networks, you know, where it's not just okay. me directing and producing films, but 
you know, I would love for my company, Elvin Ross Studios, to be an incubator for other films as well, and mm-hmm. we license those films to other networks, um, you know, and, uh, you know, great stories, positive stories, uplifting stories, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. So awesome. A great endeavor. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to um, uh, the music and, and so forth, um, how hard of a critic are you on yourself? Like, are you, are you, are you creating music and like, no, no, Elvin, this is not, this is not what we need. We, need, we need something All better. Like, how hard are you on yourself is the question. <laughs> you, you know, honestly, I'm very hard on myself because a lot of times yeah. I can write a piece of music that I think is good. Um, right. But it's not what the director and the producers are looking for. So oftentimes I'm not even thinking about what Elvin likes. I'm really thinking about what the producers will like and what they are looking for. So that becomes very difficult, you know, because my interpretation can be one thing and their inter- interpretation can be something different. So that's where the difficulties come in um, by having several voices and thoughts in your head while you're creating um, and removing your own. You know, you use your talent, but you really have to, be the interpreter for the other producers and what they're looking for. Right, absolutely, absolutely. And and for you um, in in doing this um, and creating the plays and so forth, do you you hope, um, because I know a lot of people, um, and I'm seeing a question from um, Angela from Missouri, she wanted to know, Mm -hmm. are there any plans for stage plays? to get back up and rolling. I know when, when, when Tyler Perry first came out, uh, you know, the stage plays were rolling from city to city, and now yeah. um, you're doing film and series. So is there any hope uh, for stage plays actually getting back out here? You know, with, you know, the amount of productions that Tyler has gone on, um, it's difficult for him to tour. Uh, I, don't, mm. I don't know Okay. Any. I mean, you know, Tyler can wake up one morning and be like, I want to do a play, and then we'll have one out next week. <laughs> like, we're going month. on the road next week. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, right. But I and, and can do it easily, but I am not familiar at the point that of anything that he has on on deck to, to tour. But you okay. never know. Okay. He has a lot going awesome. on. Awesome. And you also and have um, mm-hmm. a um, selection of music yourself. You have the uh, Christmas Morning um, <laughs> yes. As well, which is uh, absolutely amazing. Tell the folks out there, and I know it's the holiday season and people love to listen to different uh, Christmas music and so forth. So tell them out there a little bit about the Christmas morning. Christmas morning. Uh, Christmas morning is basically a replay of Christmas. Uh, my kids waking up here at the house. Um, one Christmas, my son, my oldest son woke up. And we were ready to go downstairs and, you know, get the gifts open and just watch in excitement. Son right. says to us, uh, stop, can we pray before we go downstairs and open the gifts? And we just looked at each other like, okay, all right, go on pray, son. <laughs> and, you know, he he said happy birthday to Jesus, and, and we were like, well, amen. And then we ran downstairs, and they ripped things open. But that has become a tradition in my home. So um, I wanted to capture that. Yeah, I wanted to catch yes, that on, in an audio imagination of Christmas mm-hmm. morning at my house. And you guys should go to iTunes or Google Play or wherever music is sold and download uh, Elvin Ross Christmas morning and hear my babies um, in excitement <laughs> Christmas morning. They it's do so an cool. awesome it's job so on there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful. Which it's is... a timepiece. It's a timepiece and a time stamp for them to, to know and remember you know, the times as, as children, you know, they're, they're not necessarily believing in Santa as much no more. But, right. you know, it's still, it's still a... Like, I know where the real presents are coming from. Dad. There you go. There you go. You take Well, I thought it was great because... <laughs> absolutely. I thought it was great because it takes you back to kids being kids. Because especially now yeah. in the in this generation, you have... Where I like to call it that microwave society. So we want every we want our kids to grow up fast. We, 
you know, we're giving them all these different things to make them grow and develop a lot faster than they should. So just to be able to hear kids laughing, having fun, and saying, let's give thanks for this. Let's give thanks for these gifts that we have um, because um, a lot of times, uh, you have kids who everything is just based off the materialistic aspect, and they don't realize Absolutely. the true meaning, you know, You're behind right. um, those things and so forth. And so it's great to hear right. that that has become a tradition in you guys' home and, and, and so forth. So Absolutely. that's pretty awesome. Yep. <laughs> pretty yep. awesome very, very as well. So you guys, please go purchase my baby's song. Go get my baby's song, guys. <laughs> Look, you can tell when a parent is proud of their children. They're like, go purchase my baby's music, the y'all. Music, go get my baby's music. And the music is really, really good. I did it myself. I promise. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, you have all of these uh, great things in the work and so forth. And I know that uh, 2017 is, is right around the corner, so... Um, what are you? What are those last upcoming projects that you're trying to finish up before 2017 kicks in, or are you just taking it easy uh, these, these last couple days, I should say? Oh no, we're gonna enjoy the holidays. We're gonna take some time to rest, and we're gonna gear up and and do some great things at the top of the year, and and, um, and keep it moving. But no, we're not we're not pushing anything out the door right through here. We just enjoying the holidays and enjoying each other. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I definitely uh, appreciate you coming on here. So much fun uh, talking with you and and getting to know you um, even better. And uh, for the folks who, um, I know some folks have some questions about the Kunta Kinte Island film. Uh, Where can they see it um, if if folks want to see it? You know what? You can go to my website, kkimovie.com or eldenross.com and stay tuned there. We'll have uh, dates available there soon regarding um, the premiere on Aspire and the syndication on PBS. So we definitely keep you guys, you know, if you stay logged on there or follow me on social media. I'm always posting about um, what's coming up with Punta Kente Island or other projects that I'm working on. I am Elvin underscore Ross on Instagram, and I'm on Facebook as well. Okay. Awesome. And, and Elvin posts some great food, you guys, uh, um, <laughs> as well on there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, why is he yeah, posting this? I think right one in. of the pictures I saw was like a piece of sweet, was it sweet potato pie? Um, sweet potato pie, on yeah. there. Oh, my gosh, my favorite, my favorite, my absolutely favorite. But before I let you go, we do have another question from Derek from Miami, and he wants to know what is Elvis' um, advice to those um, Mm up-and-coming people who are trying to get into the music um, aspect of uh, when it comes to uh, film and and directing. So what what is your advice to those upcoming people who um, want to be uh, music composers and directors um, for yes, different ma'am. people? You know, it's the most interesting thing. And, I, you know, I actually get called in a lot to speak on this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and But my reply is not what you think. <laughs> you know, oftentimes that <laughs> No, seriously, oftentimes God will place people in your life at your level or maybe even below your level that may be aspiring mm-hmm. to do the same thing and to partner with Absolutely. them and pour, right. pour oil onto their flame and help them to, right. to, to, to you know, and blow on their flame so that it shines brighter. And then, you know what, same thing, they'll do the same thing for you. That's what happened with right. Tyler and I. I was, like, so excited okay. about the things he was doing. And all I wanted mm-hmm. to do was just provide music with him. And now, you know, you know, that he's who he is, you know, no one knows that, you know, at the end of the day, there were times that, you know, he didn't have the budgets that he has because now, you know, right. and we just had to, we were just winging it, you know, but I was there right. for him. And I think that if people understand that sometimes your greatest gift and your, mm. your, 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 um, your destiny is connected to someone that's, that's not, that has not made it. Cause a lot of times, a lot of directors in Hollywood, um, it's, it's done just that way. They grow with their composers. You know, they grow. It's, it's, they, they've been working on films 
the very first film with them, and and they just kind of go together. It's it's it's, it's a relationship. It's a bond. It's, it's a marriage. You know, so it's it's hard to walk up to a director and say, "Hey, I'm Elvin Ross. I want I want to do the music for your film." And 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 what winds up happening is there's a certain relationship and the bond between a director and composer um, that has to happen. So a lot of times I tell these young composers, you know, don't overlook the guy that's trying to do it, you know, trying to direct their first film and don't have any mm. money. A lot of times it's just with right. those guys that that you will find um, uh, your journey starts to take off, you know, so. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. And it, and I would think it's also great to be in a, a great re- working relationship because sometimes, um, you know, oftentimes when we are working with people and they de- de- depend, you know, the, begin to develop and, and grow greater, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it, um, the relationships become, it becomes a friction, you know, between the relationships yeah. when it becomes uh, competitive. But when you have yeah. like-minded individuals who are saying, you know, we're going to grow in this thing together. You know, we yeah. we started from the bottom and we're going to progress our way to the top. And so when you have people who yeah. are like-minded, um, it can grow into um, a great relationship and everybody can come out um, being successful because through your collaboration with Tyler, now, you know, other people are accessible to you. Other people like, hey, you know, Elvin, I want you to be a part of this and a part of that. So, you know, it's always great to be um, connected uh, with those like-minded individuals and who are going to give you that inspiration. And you guys can kind of bounce that inspiration and encouragement off of one another. Yeah, yeah. And it's also your environment, too. Like, if you're trying to be – a composer for yes. TV and film, you need to be in those environments. That's why I moved out to Los Angeles where, you know, okay. there were a lot of scoring stages out here and, yeah. you know, a lot of rec- uh, musicians that play and record specifically for scores and film scores. So, you know, and and, and it makes a world of a difference being in an environment um, of what you're trying to achieve. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Elvin, I want to thank you so much uh, for coming on here and chatting with me. I definitely uh, love learning so much about you, as I know um, all the callers did as well. And we're looking forward to seeing more greatness um, out of you uh, in 2017. And uh, we definitely will be, uh, as soon as we find out the information um, on where people can view uh, Kuta Kente Island, we'll put it out there um, as well so folks can um, be accessible to that as well. So we definitely wish you the best, and I hope that you have a very Merry Christmas and uh, created those fun and great memories with the kiddos. I know that has to be um, an exciting time as well. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me, and uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. Absolutely. Thank you. You enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll be talking with you again soon. All right, you guys. That was Elvin Roth. Um, and I will be sharing his information with you guys so you guys can keep up on the website of the up-and-coming film. And we want to thank you to all of you guys who are on the phone lines listening. I know a lot of folks are getting off of work and traveling thus far during this time, so we appreciate you guys just tuned in, listening, and supporting um, the Beautiful Butterfly Show and YRN1328. And I want to encourage you guys to come back and join us this Thursday. We're going to have author Hope McGill on here. She's going to be talking about her soon-to-release second book entitled Pearls 2. Uh, But she's also doing a giveaway on the show, folks. You guys, you hear me? We love free stuff. It's around Christmas. And Hope is giving away a free Kindle. So Thursday, make sure you are tuned in. You could be one of the lucky winners. So that's going on this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And as always, we appreciate you guys so much for supporting us 
and the network in all of the things that we do. So with that said, folks, we are going to get ready uh, to get out of here, and I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, Once again, a big thank you to Elvin Roth for joining us this evening and uh, just showing and sharing so much with us here as well. So with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here, and we're going to go out here with At Last is by Megan Rose. Um, an independent artist who does R&B, hip-hop, you name it, you guys. So this is Megan Rose's uh, uh, cover of At Last. I'm Bianca Fly, and I'll see you guys Thursday, same time, same place. Have a great day. You are